This is Mrs Fowler reading chapter 27, The Fiery Volcano. So, this is my grandfather's fault. I stare at the scorched forest, the cracked and blistering volcano, and the lime tree trapped on its peak and choked by soot and ash. He caused all this by being greedy and selfish and cruel. I look down at my bare feet and shake my head. My family deserved to be cursed. Nonsense, Mousetrap nips my ear. It was unfair of the tree to punish others for what your grandfather did. Your grandmother, your father and yourself all did nothing wrong. Perhaps the lime tree didn't intend to curse your whole family for generations. Curses like anger and fire dragons are difficult to control. Ivan glares at the fiery volcano and his muscles tighten, as if he's about to pounce upon it. What's important is that you're here now to right the wrongs of your grandfather. Together we can defeat the dragon he created. I take a deep breath and lift my snout high. Ivan is right. I came here to save Sasha, who was on the brink of death because of me. I had to find a way to go home human. But now I realise I can do so much more. I can make amends for what my grandfather did and save the lime tree too. If we can cool Smee's anger with the arrow, we could free the lime tree and the snow forest from these ferocious fires and this strangling smoke. The fiery volcano might subside and grow with trees once more and the lime tree would be back to where, where it belonged, surrounded by a forest. Ivan could return to where he belongs as leader of his pack and if the lime tree makes me human, I can return home to where I belong too. Together we can defeat Smee. I quietly echo Ivan's words to see how they feel and my chest swells with a ripple of confidence and a flicker of hope. We have to do this to right all wrongs of the past. Mousetrap leans over my brow and grins. We will defeat me, he trills, and I smile up at him. Yuri stands and nods his agreement, and Blackson opens his wings and lets out a low, drawn-out hoot. The house quivers with excitement and paddles closer to the shore, where a long, flat rock just juts out just like a landing jetty. The fiery volcano towers over us, a monstrous, red raw, fuming titan. The dark cavern in its side is so close that I feel the air sizzling inside it. My fur lifts and my skin tingles. Smee and the lime tree are just a few breaths away. Elaine emerges from the house. She went inside during Ivan's story to fix the arrowhead on her shaft, but now she's holding it up, beaming. The triangular ice blue rock is firmly tied to a long, sturdy shaft with pale sinewy cord. It's ready. Elena turns the arrow around in her fingers. Its head glistens like starlight on snow, and the sharp edges flash like Ivan's fangs. My nerves charge with electricity and my feet twitch. I'm ready to do this, but at the same time I'm more nervous than I've ever been. I step off the porch onto the boat deck and then turn around and look at the house. You should wait here on the ship. The ground looks hot and I don't want you to catch fire. The house's doors, door and windows narrow with disapproval, but it nods grudgingly. Oh, wait. Elena removes a bundle of leather scraps from under her arm. I thought I could wrap your in the, wolf your in the wolf's paws to protect them from the heat. Ivan nods and approaches Elena slowly. He holds his paw out his paws one by one and she binds him with a soft strip of leather and cord and when she's finished, Ivan growls a soft thank you. I let Elena wrap my paws too and when I stand, they feel strange. They might be better protected from the hot ground but the vibrations through my soles have been deadened so I feel as though I've lost one of my senses. It occurs to me that if I become human again, I'll lose that sense altogether. I'll miss my bare legs. I have to push through the thought before it distracts me. My hooves will be fine, Yuri trots off to the porch and jo to join the rest of us. All right, let's go. I nod to Yuri, Ivan, Elena, Elena and Blackiston, wiggle my ear to check mousetrap is still curled around it and then walk to the gunwheels of the ship. 
and there's a carving on one of the wooden planks almost hidden by frost for adventurers with belief and imagination. I remember in Natalie's story, the one Eleanor told, Elena told him about the flying ship and I wonder if this ship ever really flew. A smile spreads across my face because that would be ridiculous, like turning into a bear or fighting a fire dragon or asking an enchanted tree to break a curse. I might never know exactly which bits of Natalie's stories are true, but since I grow bare legs, at least I know for certain that anything is possible. Something tightens around my chest and my feet rise off the floor. For a moment I think the ship is taking flight, but then I realise one of the, house chicken, the house's chicken feet is lifting me up and over the gunwheels. I land on the long, flat rock below. It gives slightly and is warm, even through the leather coverings on my paws. A few steps away, water hisses and steams as it laps up against a sharp and craggy shore. Yuri is lowered down next, then Ivan jumps into the water before the house can grab him and clambers onto the shore himself. Blackston glides off the roof and Elena lets herself be lifted down. She hugs the long chicken claws affectionately. Wait here. We'll be back soon. She waves to the house, hooks her bow over her shoulder, holds the arrow tight in her hands and nods to me. Ready? I nod and gently nudge her back. Yuri nudge her towards Yuri until she realises I want her to climb on his back. Oh, I've never ridden an elk before. Elena puts her arms around Yuri's neck and, neck and swings her legs up. I've never ridden anything apart from a Yaga house. You'll keep Elena safe, won't you, Yuri, I ask? Of course, Yuri nods confidently. I'm an expert in fleeing. If things become dangerous for the Yaga girl, I'll run back here to the ship and the house. Blackston? I call up to where he's circling above us. He swoops down and lands on my back. Would you fly ahead and look for a safe place for Elena to fire the arrow from? Blackston nods and takes off again. I'll stay with you, Ivan growls. Together we'll make sure an arrow finds its way to Smee's heart. I nod. If Elena and Yuri have to flee, it will be up to us. And me. Mousetrap scrambles over my ear, somersaults down my forehead and slips and lands a foot in my eye. Apologies. He bows, he bows and curves his spine from side to side. I'm warming up, ready for my war dance. I blink away the pain. If you could remain around my ear, that might be safer for both of us. Mousetrap handstands on my snout and then flips over on top of my head. It'd be such a shame. It would be a shame if you didn't get to see my war dance. I lead the way up the mountain, across the darkest, coolest-looking rocks. Thick, caustic smoke seeps from the cracks, and lava glows and flames in crevices. Heat waves distort everything, and I feel as though I'm climbing into a great oven. My mouth opens, my tongue hangs loose, and my breath rasps short and sharp. Blackson circles around and lands on my back again. There's a platform in the cliff to the left of Smee's cavern. I suggest Yuri takes the younger girl there. She'll have a clear view to shoot the arrow at Smee but it'll be relatively sheltered from danger. Can you lead them there, I ask? The rest of us will walk closer to the cavern entrance and I'll lure Smee out. My voice shakes with anxiety and I try to disguise with a confident sounding growl. Blackston nods, opens his wings and flaps into the air. Yuri follows him, his hooves crunching across brittle rocks. Elena looks confused as we split up, but then she seems to work out the plan and gives me a reassuring smile. I turn to the dark cavern ahead. Do you know what Smee looks like? I whispered Ivan, is he big? Smee can be as big or as small as he likes. What do you mean? I ask. Fire dragons are made of fire, Ivan snarls. They can flare up to the size of a mountain or die down to a candle flicker. Made of fire? I murmur. A wave of heat radiates from the cave, from the cavern and rolls out towards me. My blood shivers in my veins and I hope in Atlee's story about the arrow is true. I hope it really can destroy a creature made of fire. But whether it can or can't, I know I have to face Smee. 
I face a thousand fire dragons armed with nothing but a snowball that have save Sasha and find a way home.